This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. to risk their lives. Strong man is strong as alone. You ever heard that? That's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. why I brought you together. Ride ain't over yet. My man. No, that's your... Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. It's so cool. Hey, guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today, we're joined by special music guest, Carrie Kimmel. Carrie, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you? <laughs> doing great, doing great. Super excited Good. to have you on tonight's show. Thanks. Yeah, excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so, Carrie, um, I was wondering for our listening audience if you could tell us um, what was kind of the catalyst that got you um, involved in um, music? What was it that just really piqued your interest and got you, I guess, hooked on, you know, being this stellar musician? <laughs> Well, I mean, I've been doing music since I was really little. My mom always said that I was singing before I was talking. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think just 
it's always been in my blood, and I started out singing, and then I started writing music just because, you know, it was something that just felt like second nature to me. And, um, you know, I think seeing other performers and other singer-songwriters, especially, like, one of my biggest influences is Carol King. So seeing someone like her wow. just really – oh, what's that? Oh, I was just saying, wow. That's, that's oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah, from, like, a really young age, my mom always listened to Carol King, and so she just became, like – you know, kind of my idol, you know, <laughs> she's yeah. such an incredible songwriter, um, her melodies and her lyrics, just everything has just been so, um, you know, just something that really spoke to me. And I tried to, you know, basically follow in those footsteps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so do you remember, I guess, the very, very first time that you um, shared your music with, with uh, someone? What were what, what were your thoughts and emotions when you, you know, the very first time that you you took that and you were just like, hey, this is who I am. This is a, a product of, you know, of my skill set. Um, I want to share this with you. Were you nervous? Were you anxious? Oh, gosh, very nervous. I was a very shy kid. I mean, I would um, – I remember trying out for – in fifth grade, they made us all try out for, cho- like, the choir – <laughs> and it was not it like was not optional. You had to try out. And I remember it was in the back of the classroom and I sang so quietly because I didn't want anyone to hear me. <laughs> so, you know, I, I definitely um was very shy, did not come out of my shell until probably high school actually, or maybe my my eighth grade uh year in middle school, I started, I joined the, the choir. At that point, it was optional, but I decided to join the choir, and they kept giving me solos, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got so nervous, um, and I think just like that experience of, you know, the pressure and the the nervousness, uh, I wound up getting over that, obviously, and, um, <laughs> you know, but I always loved performing, and it was just something that I couldn't imagine not doing, you know, singing and then eventually writing, too. Absolutely, absolutely. So, like, today, I mean, you've done so much. Um, you, I mean, you, your catalog is huge. And then I'm sure just, I mean, every time you perform, you know, it's got to be, I mean, do you find that you still get nervous? Uh, if so, do you have, like, any type of, I guess, pre-performance rituals that kind of help you to, to calm down? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I occasionally still get nervous, like, right before. Um, if I hadn't, you know, if I've been performing a lot, then I don't get nervous at all. But if it's been, like, a month or two or something and I haven't performed, then I do get a little a little nervous. And, you know, I think probably um, my <laughs> – I don't know if this is a ritual, but, you know, I <laughs> I always have some scotch right before a show. <laughs> so that winds up being, like, a all little ritual. <laughs>
your art? I think, you know, I one thing is that I've always done so many different genres of music. Um, it's always had somewhat of a pop or even, you know, even if it's like a slight pop thing. But, um, but like you said, like with The Walking Dead, um, the song I did was, more of like that dark kind of rootsy yeah. rock, you know, kind of a thing, which is really fun to perform live, by the way. But, um, you know, so I've done everything from that to more, um, you know, more singer-songwriter to more electronica pop, which is what my current album is more like. Um, and I think the thing that's maybe like the thread that runs through all of my songs, I would hope that people would take away is that, it's just very infectious melodies. I love melodies. I love melodies that get stuck in your head. Um, you know, I love just that idea of just having something that you want to hear again and again and again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I don't want you to reveal your secret, <laughs> but um, when, you are, when you're coming up with a melody um, or uh, a tune for, you know, something like, say, The Walking Dead or – um, many of the other, you know, shows or films that you've done. Um, how do you, I guess, do you have like a process of how you want to convey the song to, I guess, the, the you know, the listener? Because, you know, like every tune and melody is different. And, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you, you wouldn't want like a pop song for The Walking Dead, so to speak. Right. Um, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, my – my process is really just to stop thinking, which sounds kind of like <laughs> it's not much of a process, but it really is. I mean, I really try to shut my brain off and just feel whatever the scene is or whatever the mood is that I'm in. You know, sometimes I wind up writing very specific for a show or a trailer or a theme, you know, and I'm actually given like the, the brief or the assignment, so to speak. Um, but many other times I'm just writing whatever I'm feeling and it winds up working like in the case of the walking dead i had written that song almost a year before um that trailer came out and it was something that uh it wound up just working perfectly for the trailer in other cases like the theme song for the fosters was something that i was given a brief and wrote specifically to that brief you know like i i had to really put myself um like in, in engross myself into the script into like the feel and the mood of the show and so, really, my process is to just not overthink it, just kind of let, um, you know, let my, I guess, emotions just really take control and, and let it guide the song. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, um, I mean, essentially, I mean, you as the artist, I mean, you have to feel it first. And then, you know, with you being able to feel it, that enables you to craft it, and then that helps us to feel it, you know, as the listeners. So that's cool. Yeah. Like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like everything that I ever do, I need to be able to stand behind it. I need to be able to feel like, okay, I'm proud of this, and this is something that I really, you know, really came from a place where, um, you know, a place where I it's believable, and it's not like I'm trying to be something else. I'm trying to fake it, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that because, I mean, people, that's the thing with music is like people, when people listen to music, they can, oftentimes they were able to pick up on, you know, the the singer or the songwriter's emotion, you know, when they were doing the song and, you know, like songs where you really put your heart and your soul into it, people can really 
relate to it and it just it's it's so much more poignant and just kind of resonates yeah. with people as opposed to just you know if you're just putting something out and so yeah definitely yeah it's, it's almost like we get a little piece of you with each song that you you know that, that you yeah i think that's why sometimes songwriters in general feel like these are like their babies you know because <laughs> it's, right, it's right. definitely like taking a part of your soul and putting it out there and you know hopefully people <laughs> like it but you have to love it first you know absolutely absolutely um have you ever done a, a song that you while you were recording it while you were writing it um up until it was released you loved it and then you know maybe after it was released you you just you didn't like it or it just didn't really i guess with you has that ever happened to you as a as an artist and as a creator um i think you know not so much that as as maybe if i'm working on like an album and i have a song like on this this album that i'm putting out now there was a song that was on it for a while and i was kind of like you know i really like the song but it doesn't fit the album and i kept trying to make it fit and i was like well maybe if i just like change some of the production or i don't know but in the end, it just didn't really fit the album, and I took it off. And I still really like the song in and of itself, but not as a cohesive, like, album, you know. And so in that way, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not 100%, you know, madly in love with everything I write. That's for sure. Certain things stick out, and I'm more excited and feeling those a lot more than others. Um, but overall, you know, I don't know that I've written anything and I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate that. Usually I'll stop halfway through. If I'm writing something and like I'm not into it, I'll basically just put it down and walk away and clearly this isn't happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, um, do you um, this is kind of touches on what we spoke about just uh, a little while ago, but um, do you find that you do any, I guess, any any type of additional preparation or, I guess, research um, when you're doing a song? Because I know, like, a lot of your, your songs, um, you know, like we said, you know, you've been on The Walking Dead. Um, you, you know, have a new single that's on, uh, that's featured in the film Blockers. Um, mm -hmm. Do you find that you have to... I guess, do any, like, advanced research or anything um, when you've been called on to, to do a song? I think it's only the case when I'm working on something that's, like, um, like a theme song or, like, something where I'm actually being given an assignment. Um, you know, sometimes I work on trailers or especially those theme songs. Um, for instance, I just worked on a theme song that I'm not allowed to talk about quite yet, but it had more of, like, a... <laughs> It had more of, like, a world vibe, you know, like, especially in the production. Um, and I had to do some research on that, you know, on that aspect, because I've never written anything that had that type of production before or that leaned in that direction. So um, in those cases, I definitely have to do a little bit of research and, like, really wrap my head around what the project is looking for. Um, but when I'm just writing myself, I'm literally just, writing whatever I'm feeling. So if I'm feeling like, you know, sad, I'll write a sad song. If I'm feeling like I want to write some crazy, you know, four on the floor house song, I'll write that, you know. So that <laughs> I'm just kind of going with whatever I'm feeling that day. <laughs> right on, right on. I like it. <laughs> right on. Um, so I want to jump ahead and I want to talk about um, 
your newest album, um, which will be available uh, next month on the 25th, uh, mm-hmm. entitled uh, Glitter and Gold. Um, I it's actually gold and glitter. Not that different, but it's gold and glitter. <laughs> gold and glitter. I'm so Slightly sorry. different. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about the writing process on this. I know that it, it took a while um, for you. Uh, was it was it two years or a year um, that it um, took? Yeah. You mean like from when I first started writing the album or from the last time I released an album? Oh, uh yeah, from uh, the time you started just writing and recording it. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that the first song, I'm trying to remember what exactly the first song was, but um, it was probably close to a year ago. Um, you know, I, I work on so many projects that devoting uh, some time to just kind of what I want to do, you know, and like putting out an album winds up getting a little delayed sometimes because I'm working on so many other things and I'm, my attention and you know, has to be diverted, but, um, you know, the process of this album was really, I had, I think I think I probably had like one or two songs that I was like, oh my gosh, I love these songs. I think I'm going to do an <laughs> album that's or like in this vein, you know, and right. so it really just wound up being this, um, pop electronica type of, uh, type of album. Um, and I wound up throwing one song in there that did feel a little kind of like maybe, not right in the line of the album it was a little like off center in a way um called voices and the only reason i included that song is because i just love that song so much and it was something that you know i it really made it was something that like i really just felt and um i decided to include it on the album um but but the process for this album was really just mostly about fun songs about empowering songs about you know really like strength so if you hear some of the songs on the album especially some of my more favorite ones which would be color or um ignite they're just very much about being empowered absolutely absolutely which i mean which is great i mean being empowered is something that you know a lot of people struggle with because I mean, you know, maybe you're stuck in a job where, you know, you're you feel like a cog in a wheel or, you know, maybe you've been through um a, a really hard, you know, you've had a, a real at hardship or, you know, something. And so when you talk about empowerment and it just kind of gives the sense of um strength and uh, unity yeah. and, and healing, you know, and so it just resonates with people of all walks of life. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a song on there called Never Alone that we did a music video for that we'll be releasing soon. Um, and that one is just, it, it, the music video wound up capturing the tone and the meaning of the song more than I could have ever imagined. And it's so extremely powerful. Um, I'm really excited for people to see this one because it's, it's, uh, it's just, it, like, I don't cry really ever. My husband's always like, how can you be like he's so non-emotional? I'm like, well, he has the emotion for the both of us. So I'm cool. But, <laughs> so, but I'm like, you know, I'm usually like super, you know, I think I leave all my emotion to come out in my song. But this video like actually made me tear up, which is hard to do. Um, so I, I'm really excited to share that one. But that's also, you know, along the lines of the tone of the album of being there for somebody, empowering somebody, um, yeah, that kind of thing. That's awesome. When you were when you were describing um, that, I kind of got this visual of you being like this stoic person, 
Well, I'm kind of like the person, like my mom, we would go to movies and stuff, and my mom's a complete puddle, so if we go to a movie where it's even remotely sad, my mom's like, you know, bawling, crying, and I'm just sitting there, and my mom's like, how can you be so heartless? And I'm I just know. Like, you know. <laughs> so, I just like say my emotion for my songs. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, speaking of family, um, how is it, or have your have, has your family been supportive of, you know, having music as not only your career but your lifestyle? Because I say lifestyle because it's it's been such a, a big part of you, um, you know, really since you've been alive, and yeah. um, you know, oftentimes, you know, especially with creative types, you know, it, sometimes it's hard for um, you know, friends and family to kind of understand, you know, just the process of, you know, being a creative type and, and, you know, you needing space or, you know, you needing to express yourself in various ways. Um, has, has things been, have your family, I guess, have they been really open to your lifestyle? Oh, yeah, I definitely. My mom's been just a huge supporter of, of me and doing music and you know my mom would always say well my biggest concern is that you know when I wanted to move to LA she's like my biggest concern is that you're going to be like on the street in Santa Monica you know <laughs> like a guitar case and I'm like okay <laughs> those people can make a good living actually no but um <laughs> no my mom's been such a great supporter and you know I think it's been a little tough for my my grandmother or both my grandparents they recently passed away and um but they've they were always extremely supportive and you know I remember my grandma always saying like how do you how do you have a job where you don't know what you're going to make like one month to the next you know and it's just that's the way I don't think I could do like a normal job I don't know if I would uh, be cut out for it you know I'm, I'm such a spaz like I have to be doing 16 things at one time and you know doing one thing one second and then like you know a minute later I'm doing something completely different and that just fits my personality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to touch on that as well, you know, because, you know, being, um, you know, artistic specifically, you know, being, you know, singer-songwriter, musician, um, you, you don't have the normal, you know, nine to five where you're like, oh, I'm going to clock in and I'm going to make, you know, this. Yeah. And so, um, you know, music's been such a big part of your life. Was that ever was there ever a time where it was a scary situation for you where you thought, you know, how am I going to make it? Well, so when I was moving out to L.A., this was probably maybe the only time. Um, I was moving out to L.A. My mom had driven across country with me, and we're from Florida, and so she was driving across country with me, and um, I had a suitcase I had my laptop, and I think I had my keyboard with me, too. I think that was all I brought out here. And I had a friend that lived out here, and she um, cleared out a drawer for me and, like, you know, part of her closet, and I, like, was slept in her waterbed with her <laughs> for, like, oh, a few wow. months. And at that point, I wasn't scared because I was so optimistic that I was like, this is, you know, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. My mom says she was terrified when she drove away because she was like, oh, my gosh, I just left my daughter who has nowhere to live except with her friend on half a bed in one drawer, you know, um, in L.A., yeah. And then, and I remember, like, in L.A., you know, it's, especially like in Hollywood and that kind of thing, you have no idea, like parking is always 
really difficult. And there's like 20 signs and you got to figure out what time you can park and where you're allowed to park and your wheels have to be thrown the correct way. And I got like four tickets within the first week of living here. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for these? And I, and I got my car towed as well because they were doing some filming on a street that I was parked on. Anyway, it was a disaster. So that was kind of maybe my only time that I really started getting a little like worried if I made a big mistake. Um, but really soon after that, um, I signed a publishing deal and then I signed a record deal and I was like, fine. I was doing good. <laughs> Things are good. But yeah. There was a little moment in there. I was like, uh Oh, what did I just do? <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah. I mean, that, that would definitely detour a lot of people, um, which leads to my next question. Um, what advice would you give to the young girl or the young guy that's out there listening to this interview right now that, you know, desires to one day, you know, get into music and pursue their passion, their love of music, um, just as you did? Um, is there anything that you would tell them that maybe you wish you would have known when you started out? Well, I mean, it's hard, and there's a million people trying to do exactly what you're doing, and you have to be the absolute best of the best of the best. And if you are the best of the best and you you have that drive and you have that passion and that endurance, you know, and, you know, not to get kind of discouraged, you know, too much because there's going to be a lot more doors that close than open, and there's going to be a lot more rejections than acceptance, and you just have to keep – going and trying to be the absolute best musician, singer, songwriter, producer, whatever it is that you can be and, you know, really follow your instincts and what you feel is, is right for whether that be singing or whether that be like production or songwriting and, and not let somebody turn you into something you're not. You know, when I was assigned to my first record deal, I felt like it was, such an amazing experience and I don't regret it for one second but it also taught me that I really had to do what I believed I should do and I had to be the person musically and creatively that I was because there were so many people telling me what to do and how to sing and what kind of music to sing and how to write and oh you can't write a melody that goes you know down in the chorus it's got to go up in the chorus but why you know how many hit songs that I'm down in the chorus like just all these rules. I had to break free of all the rules and go, you know what? I'm just going to write something that I think is great. And if other people don't think it's great, okay, fine. But at least I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How did you, if you don't mind me asking, how did you keep uh, your integrity and how did you keep, um, how did you stick to your guns? Because, you know, a lot of people are timid or, you know, maybe they just, they struggle with assertiveness. Um, it sounded, it sounds like, you had a bit of assertiveness to you and you knew, you know, you knew the sound that you had and that you wanted. Um, how did you, how did you do that? What, what advice would you give? Well, it definitely grew over time. I mean, I think that I was, I probably wasn't very assertive in the beginning. I think I kind of looked at everybody else like, oh, they must know more than I do. They must be, you know, wiser than I am. And, and I tried to kind of, um, turn myself into what they wanted me to be, whether that was the record label or my publishing company or the producer I was working with. And I think just over time, I started to have more confidence in who I was and, um, you know, just believing in myself really more. And I wish I would have done that sooner than I did because I think I would have been, you know, even more successful earlier on. You know, I think, um, you know, not having that confidence can really um, – 
I don't know, can send you down the wrong path, potentially. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree, Carrie. I mean, and it, it's one of those things where, you know, um, it, you know, it's something that it, it doesn't even just apply to music. I mean, if you're just. No, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, that's funny that you say that because I think it also happened in my personal life. It was not just music. It was, you know, I mean, whether it was, you know, dating a guy that I wasn't really into, but my family really liked him, and I felt like I had to keep dating him because they liked him. And, you know, like even <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, I, I had to finally just say I'm going to be in charge of my own destiny and I'm going to make my own choices. And I feel like, you know, if you do that and then you fail, at least you feel like you stayed true to yourself and you did what you felt was right and you could stand behind that. You know, if you fail because you were trying to be what someone else wanted you to be, that's just, like, extremely disappointing and disheartening. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I mean, it's it's super important to stay uh, truthful to yourself and to, you know, to always just do your best. So, I yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think one other thing is I never had an ego. I've never – it's one thing that – you know, I've worked with a lot of people who started out with very little success, and then they got more and more and more successful. And I saw m multiple people that I was very close to turn into this just very egotistical person. And it was just really – it was something I wanted to make sure I never did because I think there's a difference between having confidence and having, like, a major ego. And – I feel like that's just something that I've always tried to avoid is, you know, not to get an ego. And if I started to just to like still maintain my confidence and my, um, you know, my beliefs, but not, you know, take it out in that way and present it in, yeah. in that way. Absolutely. Carrie, you, you said something so poignant. I mean, humility will take you, it will open so many doors for you. I mean, there's a difference between, like you said, being confident but being, just being arrogant, cocky, and just, you know, having no hubris. So humility, you know, is, it's, to me, humility, humility and work ethic will open so many doors for you that, you know, I mean, yeah. your talent will take you places, but that humility and work ethic, I mean, it will, it will, it will also do some great things for you, no matter what you decide to do in life, so. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, this is kind of a silly question, but um, the, the title of your upcoming LP, uh, Golden Glitter, um, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the, the significance of the meaning behind the title. Well, I don't know if there's like some big, you know, you know, enlightening <laughs> answer that I would have other than <laughs> One of the songs was called Golden Glitter. It was probably one of the first songs written for the album, if not the first song written for the album, and that I didn't know was going to be an album. And I loved just uh, the imagery of it. I loved the song itself. That's the song that's in Blockers. Um, and I just – I really – just the title, you know, I was trying to figure out, well, what do I want to call the album, and kind of looking through all my titles and that was the one that I just felt like was the most kind of like imagery and and I could do the most with um so that's probably why <laughs> right on right on I love it um yeah it's it's cool it kind of um this may sound cheesy but um it kind of the title invokes um just that good feeling um almost like a throwback to like the Joan Jett era of um just you know just good I don't know, good rock, good music, um, 
I mean, not I'm not yeah. saying like all your stuff is good, but <laughs> just, just the title. I mean, it just I like it. It kind of um, yeah. It's yeah, I mean that song, that song in particular is you know really about somebody going through an experience with somebody else, and there's highs and there's lows, and but it's just you know you'll never forget it is part of the lyric, and it's just like going on a journey with somebody that that makes you crazy but also makes you so in love and feel all these different things it's really kind of what the song's about but, um, i love it i love it um what was the tell me the story behind that that particular um song i know we touched on it a little bit earlier um was there how i guess was there a particular i guess event or um like incident that happened that kind of like you to create the song? You know, every now and then I get, like, a song, um, you know, like a music supervisor, you know, the people that basically place music in films and TV shows will ask me if I have something. And I can't remember if this is exactly how this song started, but it's very possible. But a lot of times songs come from or originate from, oh, that would be really cool to write a song kind of like that, you know? And then it kind of obviously, like, takes on a life of its own. But... Um, many, many times I just wind up having a melody in my head and then the production, I, I hear a lot of the production in my head and I need to just get it out. It's, it's hard to explain, but I, I feel like, um, if I have something in my head that I'm absolutely loving, you know, I have to, I have to get it out and I have to finish it as a song. And I, you know, and, and I, that one, I remember I did have a melody already in my head. And so, um, I think that that's kind of you know, why that song even came about is it just was one of those things I was like driving or doing something and this melody was like stuck in my head. So I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get this out. <laughs> Man, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's how you know that's your passion. I mean, that you just, that's how you know that's what you, this is what you're supposed to be. This is your calling and it's apparent because oh, gosh, yeah. it's like you've got to get it out. I love that. That's how I, <laughs> you know, it's, or even this, I, I'm doing this show here, and so I, I know the yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like you can't imagine doing anything else with your life than this, and that's that's like the, probably like the true definition of passion. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Carrie, I, I love that you, you stopped by tonight's show. Uh, I'm a huge fan of yours, and uh, when Michelle set it up, I was super excited just to um, – have you on the show, and I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to um, open the floor to you. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience? Well, just that, um, yeah, my album's coming out May 25th, and um, we dropped the first single already, which is Golden Glitter, which is the song that's in Blockers, um, and then um, the next single will be High, which is going to be, um, we have this really cool music video that we're dropping. I'm super excited about. Um, and High is just like a really, really fun song. I, I can't explain it. It's got this feeling <laughs> that none of the other songs have it. It's just, you have to just experience it, you know. But um, I'm just, I'm very, very uh, proud of this album. And it's something that I'm super excited for people to hear. Um, and so the album releases May 25th. Awesome. Awesome. Harry, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Guys, that was our exclusive interview with uh, Carrie Kimmel. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Uh, we're also available for iPhone users. If you've got an Apple product of any kind, you can listen to us by downloading the Stitcher Smart Radio app. 
Uh, it's available for free in the iTunes store. Download the app, search for show name. You'll hear this interview with Carrie. Android users have no fear. We're also available. Go to Google Play Music, uh, search or go to Google Play, search music, search for our show name. Again, you'll hear this interview. Uh, if you've got a Roku player, or Roku smart television, you can watch this interview right in the comfort of your own home uh, from the Roku Channel Store. Uh, just search for our name. Once you see our name, uh, you can download the app, and once you download the app, you can begin stream, begin stream, you can begin streaming all free of charge. <laughs>